Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks. Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Network solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures? Now that's best-in-class security delivered. Learn more about Palo Alto Network's zero-trust OT security solutions and how you can achieve 351% ROI over five years. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat. Grab your work boots and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk and thank you for your continued support of this ecosystem that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. You are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you solve problems, and you make the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you on Industrial Talk. You deserve it. I'm pointing at you in the video camera right there and then. All right. As you can tell by the buzz in the background, and everybody's eating in front of us, and we're getting all very envious of the eating wall. Somebody just showed me and flashed some food. Yeah, we're at SMRP, SMRP 31. And if you're not here, you're missing out on the food, but you're missing out on great, great professionals, all focused on solving problems and talking to you about reliability, asset management, and maintenance. They're all here. And you need to be a part of SMRP. You do. You need to go out to smrp.org, get engaged, meet great people like Mike and others. Who Mike's on the podcast this time around. But you get to meet Mike and others who are passionate about asset management, reliability, and maintenance, and everything in between, and, and the philosophy behind it, and the technologies and the innovations. It's all happening at smrp.org. Once again, Mike's in the hot seat. Mike Holloway. SGS is the company. Let's get cracking. Hi, Mike. Hey, thank you very much for inviting me over. I appreciate it, Oh, it's so cool. I think the last time we saw each other was Raleigh. It was last year. Yeah, it was in a bar. It's always in a bar, Scott. I was going to say. I do my best work in a bar. I was going to say. And you were pontificating quite a lot. It could be the case because I've been fortunate enough to have the ability to take a lot of free time and think. <laughs> and then you mix a little alcohol in there with great people like and yourself, you and you never know what the heck's going to no, happen. Oh, it's all good. It's all fantastic. And I see you got a a beer because it is eating time right now. It sure is. And, and I'm not eating. And I believe in my liquid bread. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there it is. God. All right. For the listeners out there, Mike, give us a little background, a little 411 on who you are because you, you've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah, actually. No, I've been in the business for about 37 years. Uh, Everything from research and development on through to product development, technical marketing, and even sales. And really spent several years developing programs to train people in passing various certifications. Uh, I worked for an oil company for 15 years. I worked for one oil analysis company for five. Now I'm with a new one, uh, SGS, out of Geneva, Switzerland. 
and they've made me their global technical manager. So I have proviso over 39 of their laboratories, brick and mortar, and then a whole bunch of other sub-labs that we have in various facilities like refineries and caves and mines and things like that. Should have been galactic. We're getting there. Yeah, okay. we're, we're putting stuff in space soon. Okay, don't I just I just want to make sure that you <laughs> you continue your journey and make it galactic. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an ICP up on the on the lunar base. And yeah, there you viscosity go. Viscosity testing, <laughs> microgravity. It's gonna happen. So oh, they're right. gonna have to you're gonna have to measure something up there. You gotta do something. SGS right. is a leader in that most definitely. Well, we'll test everything from crude oil to cannabis and everything in between. Really? Yeah, SGS has been around for about 140 years. Yeah, they uh, started in France but moved over to Geneva, Switzerland, started out as a company that actually would analyze the moisture content in grain back 100 years ago. No way. More, 140 years ago. Yeah, because people would actually sell grain by the weight. And so what was happening was certain farmers would be soaking their grain with water. Well, all well and good to get more money per, per, per bushel, right? However, it doesn't do well when you ship it across seas and it starts to rot and ferment and what yeah, have you. Yeah. So, they decided there's going to be a certain specification for a certain amount of water content and grain, and it couldn't exceed something. So therefore, this industrious gentleman, which I can't pronounce his name because it's in French, and I just can't do French, so mm -hmm. I'm not smart enough, he had decided to come up with a way to test the moisture content and grain. And he did. He built, built this little lab in, in, uh, right outside of Vernoy, France, and then one thing led to another, and then before you know it, we're $12.8 billion in sales. We're 97,000 employees. We have 2,700 labs across the world, and we test everything, and you name it, we'll test it. You, you rattled that off. Yeah, they're lucky to have the galactic uh, leader of. of uh, they're they're lucky. It's galactic. They're ridiculously fortunate, and really though they they don't they don't take they take too good a care of me. I don't deserve to be taken good a care of as they do. They just oh, offend, they're, they're just fun. They're just a good company. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the topic you want to talk about. And that was that was interesting. He briefly mentioned it, and then I, I shut him down just because I want him to start talking about it, and I can participate actively. There. Well, you know, one of it, it really comes about with this particular talk that I give on failure, understanding how to do root cause analysis and really the, the, the very genesis of failure modalities. And really, we break it all the way down to something very simple. Man, method, material, and machine. That's what's going to happen. All right, but there's elements of failure. But the neat thing is, is that we're able to understand much about reality because we're drawing our comparisons and communicating and telling stories. And that's how we all are able to develop such a great cranium, right? And my contention is this. When I train on reliability, I say a bearing will fail for the same reason a business will fail, for the same reason a marriage will fail, for the same reason uh, a material will fail. Not just a machine, a man, a method, whatever. We all fail for the same reasons. Case in point, I even proposed the, 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 the question today. What's the number one reason why bearings fail? I don't know, what do you think? They just they just let it fail. It's like they they don't do maintenance. They don't do any. They don't pay attention to it. Maybe they, they just let it go. Lack of lubrication. Yeah, isn't that a reason why marriages fail? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He's here till Friday. <laughs> but no. So let's think yeah. about that. I mean, truly. I mean, a bearing will fail due to lack. of... Well, the thing is, is that a lubricant provides a separation enough for two moving surfaces. They have to come in proximity in order to have some sort of relationship, right? However, if they're too close, you got friction, you yeah. get wear, you get problems. Too much separation, and it doesn't get to be able to transfer the energy. It's got to have the right balance. Lubrication provides that. Why else will a bearing fail? A bearing will fail due to being overstressed, overloaded. Well, hell, how about a relationship? 
How about a business? Same things happen. Overstressed, over, overload. Another thing, bearings typically fail due to contamination. Businesses fail due to contamination. You yeah. can have a bad employee. That's contaminant. It's going to ruin yeah. the it's going to ruin the business. Huh. But let's face this: we've had relationships with significant others that failed due to a contaminant from the outside. Yeah. Perhaps somebody else becomes more interesting than you are to them, or maybe it's a sister, maybe it's a best friend, maybe it's a mother that says he's a jerk or she's an ass or whatever like that. Right? Yeah. They're a contaminant. They ruin the relationship. But dirt, grit. Dust, water is a contaminant that will ruin a bearing. A bad employee is a contaminant that will ruin a business. So my contention is that the failure modes that affect the reliability of machines, of materials, of methodology businesses, or of people are all the same. They're always the same. It's just a little bit of a different nuance. Yeah, I'm having a hard time even poking holes in that logic. You can't, brother. No. You can't. It's tough. You might as well just wrap this conversation up because you've just sort of nailed it shut, <laughs> man. I don't, even know what to, I don't even know what to ask. I mean, it's just like beautiful. Okay, so yeah, you've been doing these interviews now for hours yeah. yesterday, the day before, and today. Yeah. yeah. Have anyone even broached that concept? No. Not even close? No. It's mostly just the challenges that we face in, in industry as a whole are just... just after 3,000 of these conversations, it's always people. It's always, it's, it's never the technology. It's never, it's never that. It's always just people. Yeah. People not caring or people are not, it's just it's they people. Have, they have their own motivations. Let's yeah. face it. And this is something, that, and I always say this during my discussions, because if you're going to do something different, that's going to require change. Yeah. No, don't like that. Well, no. the thing is, is that, and some people realize that they have to, they have to change the way they do things. They have to change in which the way they, they apply technology. They have to adopt new methodology. If you take a look around, there's all kinds of new stuff here, and yeah. really, yeah, it's all really good. I yeah. mean, you couldn't you couldn't go wrong with any one of these dogs in a patch. They're just that good, right? So why isn't everybody using this stuff? Because they're reticent to change. Yes. And the thing is, is that once they do, they realize, why didn't I do that before? And then all of a sudden, it kind of snowballs. But the thing is, we've got to get them going. And people will ask me, like, they want to develop an oil analysis program, or they want to do better at it. And so they got this huge thing they want to take a bite out of. I said, don't do that. Just a little bite. You can't eat an elephant swallowing it. You have to just take a nibble every day, and it'll eventually go away. And I often ask you, you know, and this is another thing I bring up from time to time. You ever meet a guy that wrote a dictionary? No. You just did. I wrote two. You did? Industrial, yeah. Dictionary of Industrial Terms. My second edition just came out this year. How do you write a dictionary? I don't know. I, I don't one, know if I want to even have the conversation one word at a time. Or... One letter at a time. No way. Yeah, that's how you do it. You, you work on A, beat the heck out of A, and as soon as you think A is done, go to B. And as soon as B is done, go to C. One bite at a time. There's no way you can develop the whole entire thing just in one set. You can't do it. Yeah, and it, here it is. He's uh, this industrial dictionary guy. No kidding, right? Uh, Highly cited, too. Are you? you? Know, and here's the thing about authors. So over at Industrial Press, I got one of my books they've ri I've written, another one I edited. It's for sale over there. Another one I wrote a chapter for ICML's 50.2 over there. So what's the cool thing about this when you, when you do talk about books, a good author, it's not about book sales. After he's written several, I've written nine books. It's not about book sales. You know what it is? It's about citations. How often are you cited in other people's work? 
people don't write books to make money unless you're doing some sort of romance or horror flick. You don't write these books to make money. You write these books so other people can gain insight and use your insight to get them better and make other people better. And that only comes when they actually take your stuff and cite it and use it as a reference. Then you know you succeeded. That's the true measure of an author, how many citations they have. Huh. How do you know they cite it? Oh, you can do Google citations. It's instant. Well, what... With the things online now, with, the, with this AI stuff and machine learning, I mean, there's nothing you can't find out instantly. Wow. It's crazy. So, and I get a thing uh, once a month from the various publishers that say, hey, you've been cited 214 times. Awesome. No or, way, really? Yeah, yeah sure. Huh. Yeah. It's, yeah, so it's good. So that's the, the measure of your success is how often you've been utilized. Right? See? I was looking at the camera. Yeah, I gave the wow <laughs> look at the camera. Yeah. No way. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what you want to do. I mean, think about it, Scott. You you got some great one-liners. Isn't it awesome when someone just quotes you and says, you know, on Scott's industrial talk, he said, "Bloom." And they're like, "That's awesome." You know, that's like it's like when they actually take something you've written and actually use it in something they want to write. That's right, Susie. I get I get cited. He's got citation. Citation. You know, right it's even better. It's even better. It's, there's a guy here. I, I love the guy. He's, he's awesome. He's like an icon of this business. Named Doc Palmer. He wrote a book. And uh, what's interesting though is that. I saw somebody else wrote a book, and I opened it up. I'm thinking, this looks like stuff that Doc wrote years ago. I'm like, I'll be darned. Yeah. So now, I was talking about this. He said, well, you know, in a way, I should feel honored that someone copied and plagiarized. I said, you should, man. I said, now, is it actionable? Well, how much money did they take out of your pocket? At the end of the day, did you lose anything? He's like, well, I don't know if I did. I said, but listen, this is what I do when I give my presentation. And all of a sudden, I'll put up a slide, and I see 15 cameras go up, and they start taking snaps. And I say, guys, if you want to take as many pictures as you want, have it. If you want my deck, you got it. Huh. Here's what I want you to do, though. You can use it all day long. Steal it, plagiarize do everything. But do me one favor. Just say, reference Michael Holloway. That's all you got to do. And you could use it. I want you to use it. That's why I built it. We don't make things so we don't not use them. We make them so they can be used. So if I do a presentation, if I write a book, I want you to steal it and plagiarize it and say, don't just say it's your own. Just say it just by my colleague. It's fine. It's yours. Make money on it. I don't care. What's there for? That's why we build it, right? Make it so it's useful. So we can benefit from so it. So when I grow up, I want to be like you. Well, yes. Galactic leader of SGS. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm you, you're going to have to run with that. Galactic. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to my people and talk to your people and get that galactic title. <laughs> the galactic title down. <laughs> Just tell you. Got you got me thinking. You got me thinking I'm about that. I'm telling you. That, that, that makes you sit up and take notice. Galactic leader. <laughs> but SGS, man, great company. Yeah, it is. It's fun. They're fun. They're, they're good people. They're really good people. You, one of the things outside of all the other stuff that you've uh, mentioned, I didn't realize the weight how they got started, the weight yeah. of grain. And it made and, okay. complete, it's like, so, get out of here. And here's the other really cool thing. Ah, People don't cool. know what SGS stands for. They no. think it's safer, uh, was it safer, greener, uh, smarter. No. No, it's not. It's the Society of General Surveillance, <laughs> which is awesome. So they go into a bar and you meet somebody and pull out the, you know, say, you got a business card? Yeah, I say, well, SGS, what's that stand for? I said, true. Society of General Surveillance. What? Yeah, we surveil everything, man. We've got an do, eye do, on do, it do, all. Do, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. I know what you had for breakfast, and I know what you're thinking about at night. I can tell. <laughs> Surveillance as a way of just, <laughs> a word for testing. That is amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How long have you been with them? Oh, I've been doing work for them for a number of years, but they just brought me on board officially as an employee back in March. 
So it's recent. That's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the last yeah. time you were, you I were my own company. Yeah, heck fifth yeah. order industry, man. Yeah, see, that's what the got fifteen different platforms. We, yeah, we, see? we train all, we train everything. And you were talking about, well, other solutions. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, we still do it. Yeah. Okay. We're getting away from uh, one of the things because it's a little bit of a conflict of interest. So I got to divest one particular division. So that's up for sale now. If anybody's interested, uh, but that'd be a conflict. So I got to get rid of that in the next twelve months, and I will. But I'm going to keep the other divisions because that's that's my that's the fun stuff, and I got some good people working on it with me too. Man, that was a roller coaster. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was a great conversation. I enjoyed that. Thank you. You're welcome. No, no, don't go. How do they get a hold of you now? All of a sudden, and I mean, if they're saying, "Hey, right. I want to know Tell more about what. Mike," go into LinkedIn, Michael D. Holloway. Boom. Follow Done. me. LinkedIn, or better yet. Just do LinkedIn. That's probably your easiest bet. That's your easiest bet. <laughs> when people tell me, yeah, here's my email. No, 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 no. Just, just yeah, LinkedIn. Just go there. Here's a link. Go to him. There he is. I'm going to get right. chat botted up, and I'm not yeah, like that. It's always bad enough I'm getting that on. I get these, like, 30-year-old women that are constantly bugging me on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm decent, but I ain't that good. Let yeah. me tell you something. These are not 30-year-old hotties looking to hook up with Mike Holloway. Hey, hey, no. Hey, no, hey, what no. do you do? Uh, let's go to WhatsApp. What? I'm American. We don't do WhatsApp. No, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> what is WhatsApp? What? <laughs> yeah, it's a telltale sign. Yeah. No, you're absolutely. <laughs> all right. Mike, you were absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for being on Industrial Talk. We're going to have all the contact, LinkedIn contact information for Mike out on industrialtalk.com. So fear not. You'll be able to connect with this gen, and it's a must. He'll change your life. That's how important he is. Galactic. Right there. Change your life. All right. We're broadcasting from SMRP 31 annual conference. It is the largest one they've had so far. I didn't know that. There is a lot of people running around. Food is in front of me. Drinks in front of me. And, of course, I'm not eating or drinking, so it's a it's a sham. But anyway, you need to go out to smrp.org. smrp.org. Get engaged. Get a part of the symposiums and all of this stuff. And if you're not here, you need to be here next year because it is going to be bigger, better, stronger, faster right here. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. Stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. His name is Michael D. Holloway. That's what his stat card says out there. Also in his stat card name, he has in parens, Houston, Texas. And then Texas. He has it all. That's his name out there. Your call to action, your to-do list addition is to connect with Mike. He, you know, you listen to his conversation. He has mad skills. Mad skills and the great way of looking at acid management, reliability, maintenance, and everything in between. All right. SMRP. Put that on your calendar as well for next year. SMRP 32, the 32nd annual SMRP conference. If it's anything like 31, which I'm sure it's going to be bigger, better, stronger, faster, you got to put that on your calendar if you are in the maintenance and reliability space. Industrial Talk is here for you. It is a platform for industrial creators. Right there, right now, we want to connect. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly hang out with Mike. Change the world. We're going to have another one.